Hello, I'm Dr. Bruce Whitman from the Hand Center of Western Massachusetts. The following is a podcast on cubital tunnel syndrome. This podcast is intended as purely informational for my patients and the patients at the Hand Center of Western Massachusetts. Cubital tunnel syndrome is a similar problem to that of carpal tunnel syndrome, which you may already have heard of. Both problems affect the nerves in the upper extremity, and both problems are due to a pressure on the nerve which causes symptoms. In the case of cubital tunnel syndrome, the nerve in question is the ulnar nerve, while for carpal tunnel syndrome, the median nerve is affected. Nerves may be pinched anywhere along their course from their nerve roots at the exit from the spinal cord to the end of their course in the hands. In the case of cubital tunnel syndrome, the ulnar nerve is being pinched at the level of the elbow as the nerve comes around the bony prominence on the inside of the elbow called the medial epicondyle. Now connective tissue or fascia runs over the nerve and can become too tight. The problem can be further worsened by extreme flexion of the elbow, which can stretch the nerve and tighten the ligaments and fascia which are draped over the nerve. So what do these symptoms feel like? Well, almost everybody at one point in their life has hit their funny bone. What you may have experienced is pain as well as numbness and tingling shooting down to the tips of your small and ring fingers. You may have spent several minutes shaking your hand out to try to get the feeling back. Your funny bone is actually not a bone at all, but rather your ulnar nerve as it makes its way down the inside of your elbow. When patients have a more long-standing and severe problem with cubital tunnel syndrome, they may develop weakness in the hand, including decreased grip and pinch strength, as well as numbness and night symptoms, which are not easily relieved. Now, not all tingling and numbness in the small and ring finger is due to cubital tunnel syndrome, and it's important to consult your doctor to establish the correct diagnosis. After the diagnosis of cubital tunnel syndrome is made, there are some non-operative treatments which may be effective. The first is to try to split the elbow in extension at night. We all have a tendency to sleep with our elbows flexed and our wrists bent. If one can manage to keep their elbows out straight, well, this can take the kink off the ulnar nerve and allow for better blood supply to the nerve. Ultimately, this leads to fewer symptoms throughout the daytime. There are a number of different types of commercial splints available, but sometimes just a pillow or a foam knee pad placed in reverse position at the crease in front of the elbow is enough of a reminder at night to prevent the elbow from flexing. The other aspect of non-operative treatment comes during the daytime. It's crucial not to keep the elbow flexed for prolonged periods of time. So for this reason, it's important for patients to identify various activities which may be making the problem worse, such as keeping their elbows flexed while on the phone. So getting a hands-free phone will oftentimes solve this problem. Patients should also avoid leaning on their elbows, which may add external pressure to the already unhappy nerve. Wearing an elbow pad during the daytime is sometimes helpful in this regard. Now, if conservative treatment fails to improve the situation, or the patient's cubital tunnel syndrome is just too far advanced, surgery may be necessary. The good news is that surgery for cubital tunnel syndrome has a very high success rate and a very low complication rate. There have also been some recent advances in the surgical treatment for cubital tunnel syndrome, which have simplified the procedure 
and decrease the rehabilitation time for the patient. The concept of surgery is to release the structures overlying the ulnar nerve at the level of the elbow. In years past, hand surgeons also routinely added another element to the surgery by moving or transposing the ulnar nerve from its groove on the inside of the elbow to position in front of the bony prominence or medial epicondyle. This was done to lessen the kink on the nerve, which was noted when the elbow was flexed. There are a number of methods designed to accomplish this transposition or moving of the nerve, but the end result is the same, a more involved dissection at the time of surgery and a longer rehabilitation time. Now over the past several years, recent studies have shown good results with a more simple release of the nerve without the need to move or transpose the nerve from its groove or cubital tunnel. This surgery goes by a number of different names, including cubital tunnel release, simple ulnar nerve decompression, or mini open ulnar nerve in situ decompression, or some combination of these terms, but the excellent results are the same. In fact, a recent article by McAdam in 2008, summing up our best studies on the subject, showed no statistical significance in post-operative results between simple cubital tunnel release and the various transposition surgeries. There may still be certain cases or patients which require the more extensive surgery. This would depend on a number of factors, including previous trauma, previous surgery, and an unstable nerve which tends to snap over the side of the elbow. The type of surgery which may be necessary should be discussed with your surgeon. As a result of this less invasive surgery, the rehabilitation postoperatively is dramatically reduced. Rather than having the elbow splinted for 10 days followed by a short course of occupational therapy and limitations on lifting for six to eight weeks following the transposition type of surgery, the patient who has a simple cubital tunnel release or in situ decompression is placed only in a soft dressing for the elbow for a total of five days. The patient then removes the dressing and is able to use the elbow for all regular activities. The stitches are removed at 10 days time at the patient's first follow-up visit in the office. The patient is then able to use the elbow for all activities as he or she tolerates, including heavy lifting. You may have also heard of endoscopic cubital tunnel release, which was recently developed in order to decrease the size of the incision further. In this method, a camera is inserted through a small incision at the level of the cubital tunnel, and a simple decompression of the ulnar nerve is performed using camera-aided visualization. The rehabilitation time in this case, as opposed to, say, endoscopic carpal tunnel release, is not dramatically reduced compared with the mini-open incision used in simple ulnar nerve decompression, which I previously described. But again, it is much improved over the previous transposition procedures. No matter which method your surgeon uses, it's important that he or she is comfortable with and well-trained in that particular surgery. It should be emphasized that a simple cubital tunnel release is not always possible, and this procedure does not completely eliminate all pain following surgery. Also, depending on the severity of your cubital tunnel syndrome that you have preoperatively, it may take some time following surgery before these symptoms are improved, as the nerve needs time to heal itself after the pressure on the nerve is relieved. This concludes this podcast on cubital tunnel syndrome. 
I hope this has been helpful for my patients and the patients of the Hand Center of Western Massachusetts. If you should have any further questions, I encourage you to visit our website at www.handctr.com where you'll find further links and information on the subject. Thank you.